welcome to the Weeb World Reviews podcast. This is our very first episode, so I hope you enjoy whatever you're listening to or what you're about to listen to. And uh, I'd like to introduce my co-host. We also have uh, Mitchman22, or we just call him Mitchell. Hey, what's up? And as I am known online as well, a very long-winded name, Banana101ASDF, or as most people know me, Gavin. I thought it was Gravel. I thought your name was Gravel. Oh my gosh. My name is Gravel. I'm sorry for lying to everybody. <laughs> my name is actually Gravel. <laughs> Alright, so today we are going to talk about the first three episodes of One Punch Man, the anime. Pog. And we all watched it on Netflix, right? Uh, no. I watched it on that, that one website you sent me. You don't have Netflix? Uh, I, I do. I just don't feel like downloading it to my phone or going on my xbox <laughs> but you have a computer a... yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right then i'm a very lazy man that's uh, all right dude i get it i get it all right so let's start off with mitchell asking uh what anime or shows are you into so, like, what kind of shows or anime do you like to watch? Literally nothing. I, I haven't watched any anime in my entire life. Um, so, I I more or less have, like, never had a reason to. Um, so, that's a big reason why I've never watched an anime. I'm a, I'm a really big, like, YouTube buff, so it's it's been hard for me to, like, have a reason to get into any kind of animes or TV shows. Um... And, like, ever since I was a kid, like, when we were eight, we had our cable cut, so it was always just YouTube for me. So I've never been into any shows or anything. That's fair. That's fair. And then uh, my favorite would be Gintama, JoJo, and then Hunter x Hunter or Assassination Classroom. Is a, Did you watch the anime subbed or dubbed? Uh, yeah, yeah, I watched it subbed. It's the only way to watch it. Sub. So, Mitchell, as a non-anime watcher what were your thoughts about the first episode so the first thing is like it started off and it kind of started off like really slow um it started getting like really really good especially when first got into like him fighting the crab monster or whatever it was yeah starting to um show his background story and i at first when i was watching and i was looking at that crab monster i was like oh there's all these different super people or whatever in this anime and i thought, oh, this is just another person, another background story, we're gonna get into Saitama a little bit later. But then I realized, oh shit, no, this is actually the guy. Yeah, it doesn't look like him, does it? Yeah. It, like, once that happened, I was like, oh shit, now I'm hooked. <laughs> and it was just so fucking epic. Yeah, I get it. I was watching him fight the, the underground people, and I was like, oh, this shit's epic. And then he woke up, and I was like, oh, he's bored. <laughs> he's really bored. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, I, th I think that a little bit at the end really helps us get to, like, to the psychology of Saitama. Like, how he all he wants is just a good fight where he can actually use the full extent of his strength. Because anybody he fights is just going to be killed in one punch. I thought it was really interesting when, like, he would fight people who were, like... Because he fought that big giant... I don't know if it's the episode one, but he fought that really big t giant titan in, like, one punch. But he, like, fights other, like, smaller monsters and he lets them beat him up because he's just... Uh, it doesn't hurt. And it's, it's funny how, like, the big monster, he just ends it really quick because he's like, oh, this is actually a real threat, but it's not really, you know? Versus, yeah. like, the smaller monsters where he's just, like, playing or playing with them. Yeah. 
hope, hoping that they can at least damage him in the slightest bit. Mm-hmm. I really think the little dream sequence at the end of the first episode really does delve into his psychology a lot. And like I said before, talking about how he just can't get into a fair fight where he's always the victor, where it's always just a boring battle where he always just kills them and won it. And all he wishes for is just to get into a nice fight where he can hit somebody one time and they aren't just killed immediately and he gets to have fun. I don't know if uh, you picked up on this, but in the sequence he was saying like uh, he doesn't feel emotions anymore and he's just kind of just like a blank slate, just bored of everything. He doesn't have anything to do because he can do everything. Yeah, that's actually really interesting because if you if if you think about it, most heroes the reason they do things are because they're trying to like save people or they're doing it for the good of the people, right? And with yeah. Saitama, he's literally doing it as a hobby because it's like it's fun for him to be a hero. As as some would say like a um um a adrenaline junkie, right? And mm-hmm. now that he's, like, reached his full potential, he can't get that adrenaline, so he's really bummed out. And so it's it's crazy to look at him, and, like, it's actually quite refreshing to see, it like, a superhero that isn't just, like, all high and mighty on, like, morals, but actually, like, doing it for what would probably be a more realistic, like, mindset of, a, of an actual hero is that, like, oh, I'm doing this for not necessarily clout, but for, like, self-gratification. Yeah. That's, like, yeah. super refreshing in, in the terms of, like, a superhero. I don't know if that's what they're called in the anime world, but, you know. Uh, I think they're just heroes, but it, it's pretty much the same. I really did, I actually really did, like, the really quick background story. That was, that was pretty good, too, because it, like, like, it works, it works for this anime, or this show, I guess you could say, because a lot of stories, they, like, thrive off of the whole like building a background oh, like very slowly to get you invested into a character but i feel like the comedic aspect of saitama instantly makes you like him with even a short background like that yeah all right let's talk about episode two and three which is the evolution arc all right first episode two and three i think that was the mosquito girl yes mosquito we, girl. we meet genos and or genos in this episode and then after that, we get the first introduction to the Evolution House, or I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the Evolution House. But first, let's talk about the Mosquito Girl and Genos. What do you think of that fight? Genos is, is a cyborg, right? Yes, he's a cyborg. Yeah, like just like I was saying before, um, the whole like having a reason to fight and like the whole moral thing, it's really yeah. like important to Genos. And you see that like near the end of that of, of that episode where Genos like completely just flips his shit because Saitama's just like, Yeah, I just worked out a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's episode three, I think. Is that episode three? Yeah. Okay. But with I don't think he believes him, I think that's why. Yeah. But it but it it just shows that like he has a reason which is to like for reparations or whatever it is for his family. Yeah. And it develops a story in a way where it's like you have two really conflicting characters that both are like completely polar opposites. Yeah, I, I guess you're trying to say like he's a good foil to Saitama. Yeah, I wasn't good at English, man. Neither was I. I, <laughs> I, I remember very little, but I, I vaguely remember that stuff. Basically, Genos is like a. Uh, 
very morals driven, revenge seeking, you could say, cyborg who is trying to what's he trying to find? The a, a cyborg man, I think it was. Yeah, he's trying to find a yeah. cyborg man, the one that killed his like whole family and father. Yeah, yeah. he killed his entire a uh, bunch of people in his village and his entire family and left him pretty much half dead. He's a, he's pretty much the exact opposite of Saitama. He has hair. He's he's not super. He's not weak. But he's not crazy strong like Saitama is either. I mean, he's pretty fucking strong. He blew up an entire fucking, like, four or five block radius with one single fire blast. Yeah, no, he, like I said, he's very strong, but compared to Saitama, he is not strong. But he's still of crazy course. strong. Of course. Yeah. One thing I had, like, uh, one thing that I, like, wish was explained a little bit more is how Genos even was fixed for, like, I'm leaning into episode three, but... Um, how he was even fixed because like at the end of episode two right he they're fighting the 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 moth or the the, the mosquito lady it's the beginning um, is that the beginning it's the beginning yeah at okay the end, they're, they're fighting, fighting that the dudes and and he was like completely destroyed like cut in half and all this shit and then like you see him again with Saitama and he's fixed again it's like who fixed him did he fix himself did he crawl out of there did Saitama help him did they delve into his backstory at all in episode 2 and 3? Yes. So, during episode 2, when he first met Saitama, like, right after the fight with Mosquito Lady, they went back to Saitama's place because he's like, I want you to be my master, blah, blah, yeah. blah. That was when Saitama was, like, 20 words or less. Yeah. And he just delved into this, like, long monologue <laughs> about his backstory. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. The person who fixed him, I don't remember if they say it or not, but it it was the uh, scientist who made him a cyborg in the first place. I don't think they I don't think they delved into like that's the thing that confused me is because they didn't delve into if the scientist is even still like a part of the thing cuz when he talks to himself, like when he was about to explode himself in front of the mosquito lady, he like said, "I'm sorry, science guy" or whatever it was. Almost like the science guy isn't a part of his life anymore. Like he was a he was a past person. I think he was saying it as more as in like I'm sorry I couldn't complete the task you created me so I could go do. Like I couldn't complete the, this task that I set myself to do and that you helped rebuild me to do. True. That's the only thing that left me a little bit hanging is it didn't really explain too much about Genos' background. But I guess that might be explained a little bit more later in more I episodes. I think they go into it a little bit more later. Uh, I do want to say that in one of the OVAs, Genos analyzes a fry that Saitama buys to eat. He, he sends it to the, uh, the scientist that rebuilt him and finds nothing, but it, it, I think it's stated there that Genos does go back there quite often. I think that's where he, like, stays. Fair enough. Yeah, so. Don't spoil shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's an OVA. It's It's a very, it's not in the main <laughs> season, so. Besides, literally the entire episode was just Genos just stalking Saitama and just stealing his shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Alright, so, the House of Evolution arc. That takes place after the Mosquito fight. And it takes place after the the Mosquito fight. And Mm -hmm. it starts right after Genos is done telling his backstory. Thoughts and ideas. Um, so I was actually, I was really confused during the first original fight with the, the Gene House, because, like, he was fighting, not only were they fighting the big giant gorilla, the cyborg, but they were also fighting, 
they were also fighting the tiger and like the the mole and all and like the the pig and stuff like that and it just had me like really fucking confused because is he fighting two different because at first i was i thought they were fighting like two different completely enemies at the same time i thought like for sure the cyborgs with, with the gene factory or whatever it's called um what's it called again um, I'm looking it up right yeah. now. <laughs> we just said it and we already forgot. <laughs> but I was really confused, and I didn't know that they were like all like all all those creatures were were actually fighting for the gene house or whatever it's called because I didn't I didn't know until until it showed inside the gene house and then it showed all the, like the heart monitors and it showed that all of them were dead except for the except for the monkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I I just lo- I just looked it up. It's the House of Evolution. House of Evolution. Yeah. I didn't know that they were all part of that. Like they were all a part of the same crew until until the House of Evolution. That might just be my observation skills are shit. But I mean that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't think they outright say it. I don't remember though. I watched the episode only a couple days ago, and my memory's not the best either. Yeah, because the, like, tiger or whatever went on to, like, a big monologue about how he's gonna destroy the guy, like a normal, like a normal psychotic, um, psychotic monster would, would act like. So I didn't think it was a part of the, the evolution house until, like, until it showed it in the, like, the lab or whatever it's called. And then I realized, oh, wait, these creatures actually have this mindset already inside them when it came to the beetle. Because the beetle yeah. had the same exact mindset as, like, I'm the supreme being and I will destroy you, blah, 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 Yes, the beetle fight was very interesting in how we learned the one dude who, what the fuck was his backstory? I think we wanted to, like, try to figure out a way to, like, make humans evolve past their current limits so we um, can be the... I, I remember. Guess, yeah, I remember uh, his backstory. So, so he was trying to... He was trying to evolve the human evolution past, because human evolution has stopped, I believe. I believe this is what it was. Human evolution has stopped or whatever, and he wanted to figure out how to, like, how to stop human evolution, or uh, continue human evolution and evolution in other parts. And, And so he worked for, like, 70 years or whatever it was, because no one would support him. No other scientist would support him because they thought he was crazy. And so he worked for 70 years and finally was able to make himself live forever and clone himself. And then that's where, like, our story started kind of a little bit after that. Like, when he started cloning or making all these crazy monsters out of, like, just a gene pool. Making, like, the perfect, perfect beings. Yeah. It was a trial and error, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the his final creation, which he dubbed the perfect one, was the beetle that could super fuck, that could fucking superpower itself or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, it was called like Final Evolution or something like that. So what's um what's some downfalls of the show? Because I mean it's pretty it's pretty easy to fall into into this lackluster state where you're like, oh the sh- the show is really really good. It's it's fucking sick. There's all these sick fight scenes and it's really funny because Saitama can just one you know one punch every single fucking monster he comes across and it's really engaging in that way. But it's it's hard to 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 like step back and be like oh yeah there is flaws in it and there's flaws in everything especially since these are like the first episodes so if if you guys took like a step back what kind of flaws would you find in these first three honestly really my only complaints are um the dream sequence because that's just overused in everything like you think one thing's happening and then boom 
It was all a dream. It really yeah. didn't happen. It was just a fucking dream. It's just stupid. Yeah. That that's one of those things where it could be up to like creative like creative interpretations. Um, yeah. between, like, an artist uh, or a writer and, like, an audience, because an audience may may not like that, but it may be, like, key to telling a story, and that's one of those things that can always be done better, like, it could be announced better that, like, hey, this is a dream sequence, but I think also that it is good and to, like, be out of nowhere, be like, oh, we that was just a dream, but I do see how that could be repetitive if it is yeah. used too much. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I do like the way they used it, mm-hmm. and uh, honestly, just my only complaint about it is just that it's used in everything and overused in a lot of stuff that make it unnecessary. But that's about it. Honestly, I, I feel like the first three episodes were a pretty strong first three. There's not really much for me to uh, complain about. What about you, Mitchell? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know too much really, so I don't know if it continues to go on like that. Well, just go ahead and complain about whatever you think. Yeah, like your first anime, so complain about yeah. whatever. The the so the first anime, it I I didn't have too much complaints about that. I didn't have too much complaints about the first episode. The only complaint I really had was that it was really confused, really confusing. Like that's the thing about the show is it's really confusing until you get to the part that it's like, oh, okay, I get everything, I get it all, and so it kind of. It's almost like leaving you in suspense, but at the same time, it's almost just like, oh, I wish I would have, like, wish there was more, like, context clues and less, like, just all, like, bombarding with foreshadowing. Can you give us an example? Um, like, 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 in the first episode when he's fighting the crab, right? Like, mm-hmm. it it's completely out of, like, my mind that this could be Saitama because I've as a person who heard about Saitama and, and, and knows some of the memes and shit like that, right? One Punch Man, right? He punches guys. He's he's the guy that's bald, right? Yeah. Um, you don't understand the backstory until it's explained. And with with the show, it shows Saitama right off the bat, right? Fighting a, fighting a guy and doing, like, normal shit that, like, a normal person does. And then when it shows his backstory with the crab, with the crab guy, you don't know that Saitama because, A, Saitama looks quite short, to be honest. And the guy that is fighting the crab guy looks quite tall. And so that throws me off uh, at first, and it kind of made it seem like, oh, this isn't, this isn't Saitama, this is just another one of the superheroes because it showed a bunch of superheroes fighting that one like fighting some bosses that had like died or whatever fighting the giant dude at the beginning of the first episode yeah so fighting the big yeah. dude and had died and so i was like so that, that put in my mind oh there's tons of superheroes in this in this universe um and i just thought oh this is just another guy and so that's like my only really complaint that like i didn't understand at first and it was a good relief when it showed that, like, oh, this is Saitama. But I feel like his story could have been, you know, emulated better and not just... It, I felt like it was more foiled towards comedy. And The show does definitely lean heavily towards comedy and uh, less towards the action side of things, but the action yeah. is still very, very good. Yeah, definitely. The action's... It, it's, it's like a very strong contrast, that's the thing. As much as I love the show and I, I love it, the contrast, it's a bit heavy for me, especially as a person who's never watched any animes, and I assume that's what what it's going to be like for me coming into this world. 
just seeing that there's huge contrasts between things, just the contrast between, like, these fucking epic-ass battles, which are super colorful, to just, like, oh, it's a peaceful, peaceful city that's all gray and has some green, and this guy's just sad. <laughs> yeah, I get that. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, what are your thoughts so far on the show? Just combine both first episode and uh, second and third. I thought it. Uh, I, I thought the pacing was all right. Uh, I would probably rate it a like eight out of ten. Uh, what about you, Mitchell? Thoughts and you know, writing? just just like I said before, how like it's really easy to like praise something that is quite you know epic in nature. It's also really easy when you're talking about something and you're trying to critique it to be a little bit too harsh on something, more harsh than than normal. And so, like, just talking about, like, the show in general is, like, what do I like about the show? It it does pace really well, and it is really easy to follow, follow along, even though I said it's, you know, a little bit confusing at times. It does, it does, it is quite easy and engaging, and that's the big thing is that it's engaging. And, it, like, when I finished those three episodes, I was like, fuck, I really, really want to watch some more, but I, I should wait and keep it fresh for the podcast, you know? And that's that's the one thing, is is I do really like the universe. I think it's found a sweet spot already in my spot, in my heart, where it's like, oh, sh- this is going to be actually really good and really funny and something that I'm going to enjoy to watch. I definitely, for my first anime, give it an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, this next part, uh, we're going to be doing for every single time we do a podcast where we ask each other, should we watch more of the show? I'm going to say yes. I think we should watch yes. uh, a few more episodes. Dude, if if we don't watch the show more for the podcast, I'm going to end up watching every single goddamn episode in like three days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll make sure to remember that. Myself. Maybe we'll watch more episodes next time. Yeah, Pog. All right. Pog for editing. <laughs> oh, shit. Now we got to leave that in. <laughs> Uh, we don't have to. <laughs> Alright, so I think that's about it. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to this first episode of the Weeb World Reviews podcast. Yay! Uh, if you liked it, go ahead and uh, like it. If you're watching YouTube, go ahead and leave a like and subscribe if you want more. If you're on Spotify, go ahead and follow us. Or if you're on iTunes, go ahead and uh, write us five stars if you want, if you liked it. And uh, leave a review if you want. If you're on anything else, go ahead and follow if you want more. And uh, I guess that's for now. We just plug our stuff, and that's about it. Uh, you can find me at the Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash banana101asdf. Uh, same on Twitter. And if you want to follow me on YouTube, it's you can look up uh, banana101asdf vods or banana101asdf live. And uh, I think that's about it. Uh, Mitchell, what about you? Yeah, you can follow me on, on Twitch at mitch underscore man underscore 21. And then... And I, I just do streams on Minecraft, and I do streams on Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Mitch underscore man underscore 22. Alright, well, uh, I think that's about it. So thank you everyone for coming by, and uh, see you next time. See you Bye-bye. guys. Bye-bye. Yeah.